All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Well, my friends, buckle up. It is finally here, the first ever holiday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. And Rosie, if they only knew the leaps and bounds, the troubles we went through to make this happen, I mean, my goodness. Hey, we're in the business of dealing with technology, and it has not been kind to us lately. It's just kind of the end of the year, and technology is uh, has been rough. But you got your sweater back on. We're gonna do this thing, and the reason we're going through all of this is because it's gonna be a good one. It's our first Christmas holiday show, and uh, I think the fans want it. And I'm excited to get to the fan questions. Actually, that's why I was pushing. Like, no, not acceptable. We have to freaking do this thing because I want to get to those questions. Yeah, you people want you to. People have asked some really fucking weird questions, so that's coming up. Uh, we got plenty on this. I know people have been asking for Easton Cowan to come on the podcast. We finally tracked them down down in Sweden. So, uh, as a gift to all you listeners and fans and uh, subscribers and viewers, everybody who's helped us out the, for over the first year and a half of this podcast, I thought I, it's only perfect that we're going to release this Christmas time. World Juniors just around the corner. Easton Cowan's coming up, buddy. I know. It's exciting. We, uh, they're busy, but um, you can tell they've got – I just it's just part of the experience of that World Junior Tournament, I think. Um, they are just flying through this experience, and there's probably so many things to do and people to see and swag bags and interviews and all kinds of stuff, and you're doing it over in, uh, in Sweden during Christmas time. It sounds like it's, it's, it's a blast, and we appreciate the, the 10, 15 minutes he took out of his time to uh, address Leafs Morning Take and tell us what's, what's going on. Absolute car wash of media and uh, so thankful to Team Canada and Esther specifically for setting that up with us. So Easton Cowan's coming up. I want to shout out the sponsors as well here on this show. Botano, DoorDash, Wendy's, Covered Bridge, Charm Diamond Centers, Battle Axe. If I missed you, I apologize. I don't think I did. But all our great sponsors throughout the early season. It's been an absolute blast bringing you this show in its entirety on a daily basis. Uh, Let's get into the holiday story again. We're going to get to some of your questions that I prompted people for. We're going to talk some Leafs, obviously, but the holiday season, Rosie, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I'm more into it now than I've ever been. Uh, just living at home and, you know, having the traditions. We have a rotation of where we have Christmas. Uh, we do this thing called 12 Days of Christmas with all our, like, close friends um, that I always missed out on when I was playing hockey. And I'd hear stories back uh, back uh, back in the day where they used to, like, rotate through, like, all the different friends' um, houses 
And then that turned into just destroying everyone's house. So then one person would host it. And one time someone brought a whole tray of weed brownies and everyone that never does that just was, couldn't even, it was just this nightmare and people were calling me and I'm playing down South. So I was laughing my ass off, but you know, it's, it's nice to be a part of it. And it honestly, it's better now than it, than it was when I was playing pro hockey. I will say this. Uh, I applaud you for getting a haircut for this special episode. Uh, but, where the fuck is the ugly sweater, the Christmas sweater? Like, you're wearing blue. I guess you're a Leafs fan. It's a, is that what's going on here? It's my cute golf sweater instead of an ugly Christmas yeah. sweater. But um, I was trying to track one down. We we just uh, overhauled our, like, utility room, and I thought I had this funny one, and I cannot find it. And then I put on my group chat, who's got an ugly Christmas sweater? And then they all just sent me, like, undescribably, uh, like, offensive ones that they found yeah. online. And I'm just yeah. like, thanks for the help, boys. I guess I'm going sans Christmas sweater yeah. for this baby. Yeah, I, I will say this this ugly sweater specifically has survived the Me Too movement, although I can't wear it outside. It says kiss me under the mistletoe, but there's an arrow pointing down to uh, my Jay Rose Hills. It's not, it's not, it is what it is. It's not funny. It's disgusting. And honestly, it's demeaning. Eh? <laughs> uh, I apologize to everybody who is uh, not taking it lately. I, I, offended. Mm-hmm. Offended. Okay. Yeah. Our apologies. Uh, to get back to your question, the holiday season, what does it mean to me? It means uh, a time of being together. I mean, my family's been through some hardships. Uh, yours has as well. Every family has to just be together as one. And, you know, obviously stuff we deal with behind the scenes on a daily basis. It's the best part of the holiday season. The food's tremendous. The alcohol is tremendous. But I, I think more so just being with the fam. I got a niece now. She's two years of age. She's actually born on on Christmas Eve. So we celebrate her birthday twice. We just did her birthday the other day. We're going to do it again. Uh, that, that type of thing. I think it's all about family, but I do recall like my childhood, the excitement of getting set and ready for Christmas is unbelievable. And, uh, I, I think it's all about the kids now, right? You have kids. Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, that magic of Christmas and, and coming out to like Santa and something about just that build up to that Christmas morning, man, to, I mean, I didn't get spoiled with a million presents and all that stuff. Sure. We got we still probably got spoiled for sure, but it wasn't like, it wasn't just yeah. that. It was just this magical, like creeping out in the morning. And now I get to do that with my kids and it is an absolute blast. And I'm realizing that it's like fleeting, like my 10 year olds kind of hanging on and it's, it's like, man, I got a seven year old still. So just every, every minute of that type of thing is, uh, is pretty awesome. And like I said, now that I got my roots down and I live at home, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. I'm savoring it. Best Christmas gift you've ever received. Um, it was during that time where you're tiptoeing out and like the lights are dimly lit and you're like, yeah. Oh my God, Santa's been here. Like, and then there's just all this <laughs> like shit in the living room that wasn't there when you went to bed and front and center was, was two GT snow racers for, for me and my brother Sick. and sister wasn't probably quite old enough to ride them. But like, you know, that was the thing at that age. You, no one didn't have a GT snow racer. It seemed like, and you know, the Brett Hall poster came with some of them and all that. So that just stands out to me as just one of the best Christmases. And I think it was because it did not take us long to go outside and tie ropes to them and and go behind the skidoos. And then we had battles on the two GTs while the driver's driving off a gravel pit cliff and Lord knows what, but uh, I'm surprised how long those babies lasted because we put them through hell and they, they, they stood the test of time. Man, I was laughing the other day because I was at my uh, my parents and obviously my niece was there and she's like two and obviously she doesn't really know what's going on. But like, I guess my parents just gave up like the gifts are already under the tree. It's like Santa Claus already came. I guess the kid's too early to realize that maybe when she gets older, yeah, you wait. Uh, um, Santa does come, by the way. Santa does come. We know we have a lot of kids who listen to this podcast, although I don't know if they appreciate the swearing. But. It's a small window um, of time with those mm-hmm. kids where the magic is is the realist, right? With with everything and uh I'm realizing that, like I said, when they're very, very young, they don't understand. And maybe there's points in time when they're older, they think they grow out of it. But that magical stuff that you get back kind of when you're a parent is uh, it, it's, it's not as big of a window as I thought. And I'm realizing that so parents out there savor it because there's only a few real good years there. I was laughing because I was uh, I was on Sportsnet Radio a couple of years ago and I pretty much was talking about Santa Claus and then you got to be careful, right? I mean, there could be some kids. Well, you're a young, dumb okay, kid with real. no kids, so I'm not yeah. surprised I see you slipping up in yeah. that department. But hey, uh, yeah. there's time yeah. for you, man. You'll get used to it and you just got to watch your P's and Q's around the kids, baby. 
I'm going to leave extra cookies for Santa this year. Uh, as for best Christmas gift, it's pretty simple in my world. It's hockey related. I remember way back when, obviously, I played hockey, just minor hockey. I still play beer leagues, as I always bring up on the podcast. And the one gift that always sticks out for me is my first ever one piece that my brother Angelo got me. Yeah. It was actually from Patrick O'Sullivan in junior hockey. He played for uh, Mississauga Ice Dogs back in the day. And I, I guess one of my brother's friends had to connect to the team and yeah, I ended up under my tree. I opened it and I, I was floored. I couldn't believe it. I got my first ever Grip Synergy one piece. This thing was amazing. Was it the yellow I told one? Told the story on the podcast. No, it was the the red one. Oh shit, that's later, Grippy. The, the bubble grip, I think. Cool. Yeah, I think it was called a bubble grip, something like that. But it was tremendous, and I always remember how it broke. I was at Fanshawe College playing floor hockey, and <laughs> ball hockey gets intense, even in intramurals in college. And some fucking asshole stepped on my twig, and he snapped my blade. Dude, fuck, that's snapped. like the classic beer league um, brawl, <laughs> line brawl causer is breaking a guy's one piece. Right, they're three hundred plus dollars. Uh, these guys are out there on their own. <laughs> paying for this stuff and then snapping a guy's twig just causes absolute melees i've seen them it's hilarious and rightfully so it makes me yeah. chuckle at how i used to just grab one off the rack and just splinter it into a million pieces and just grab another one we were so spoiled but uh i can yeah. understand how that would fire a guy up and those sin bombs man like i'm hearing someone talk about like his kid wants a synergy and like vapor skates yeah. i'm like dude that's like literally what I wanted and never got, but like that, True. that original yeah. silver synergy that changed the hockey world forever. And we're, we're seeing yeah. it still to this day, what those sticks do. Um, that changed everything. I was never able to get that, uh, that silver synergy, but in college was the first time I got to have, you know, my own one piece. And it was that, that yellow grip synergy. And it's so sick that, uh, yeah. the sin bomb is back with the kids. I love that name. And I love how they go through it. I didn't realize I was back, man. They, we had the best sticks back in the day. But, yeah, that was ball hockey. I was the idiot for using, like, a really nice stick playing ball hockey. But it had its years uh, past it, and I got a lot of goals out of it. So I was happy. But, yeah, I was pissed. Should mention as well, we made it through, like, 15 minutes. I haven't mentioned at the Leafs Nation 401 where you could subscribe on YouTube. That's a staple of this show but by now. As you know, uh, Leafs want to take wherever you find your podcasts as well as uh, Rosie sneezes or coughs or something there. We're, Tis the season. It is what it is. Showtime. Yeah, <laughs> it is a season for allergies. Why don't we get into some Leafs conversation, Rose? Do you want to do that? I guess. I mean, we do that every day. Uh, it's supposed to be a holiday yeah. show, but yeah, let's talk about whether Samsonov's playing or not. Ugh. No, we don't care about that. Just do your general feel at the holiday break of this Maple Leafs team. How you feel and how many shots do you need to get over this team over the first 31 games or so? Not many, man. I mean, it's oh, it's weird, okay. man. They're, they're very leafy in the fact that they have this mind-numbing frustration a lot of the time and in ways that just boggle your mind and then you look at their numbers and you look at what Austin Matthews is doing you see their their record and where they're sitting in the standings and you're like well geez it's okay okay this is actually they're fine like why I can't be that guy that's mad at this but honestly it just goes to show you like without like say those overtime losses and without like those losses to Columbus going down five, nothing like just say you shore that up. And I'm, I'm like the guy saying, imagine we never lost. We'd be looking really good. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but like these little close calls and these little weird things that like really good teams may not really do. It seems like it's kind of specialized for the Maple Leafs, but you clean some of that up and all of a sudden they're just like world beaters, dude. So the my assessment at this point in time is that the potential is there. They show it all the time. They're clearly a really good team, but as we've been beaten on the drum for years now, they're not suited for the playoffs. So this is not impressing me as much as the numbers may say. But I believe Tree Living's going to take care of that. And, and those things that don't really work in the playoffs for them are going to be shored up. And then if you can fill the holes in that Swiss cheese, good Lord, the rest is uh, is ready to rock, particularly Austin Matthews these days. The Jekyll and Hyde Toronto Maple Leafs for sure. Uh, Matthews is at an insane start. Willie Nylander contract here. Willie Nylander, like if you want to talk about team MVPs, I think it has to be Nylander. I know Matthews has been thrown out there. He's had an electric start. But I think pound for pound from day one from game one willie's been the biggest story for me has he for you yeah i mean especially early on and it's kind of transitioning to matthews right now 
um, which is fine. I really don't care, man. You've yeah. got tons of firepower. Who, if they spread it all around perfectly even, or if one guy takes off, I don't care. The point is, one of them's on the ice, finishing the puck, getting a point on the board, and getting you know as a lead in a game and winning two points. I don't really care how it's done. I know they're all very good, and I know they're all very capable of going on 12-game point streaks and on pace for 74 goals. And it's like, yeah, damn right. And that is that is our bread and butter. So I like it. I appreciate it, and I expect it. And, you know, it just has to happen in the playoffs. And I want the playoff style of, of play and players to – you know, show themselves and, and be brought onto the roster as well so that we can be a little bit more well-rounded. Who deserves coal for Christmas on the Maple Leafs roster? On the Maples? Um, it probably doesn't deserve coal, but Tyler Bertuzzi to me, I'm just kind of like, Ooh. man, was I excited to have you? And I just don't notice you much out there. You, he? Like you see him in the other places yeah. he's played and he's just like, he's the talk of the town and, and he's always doing stuff. And then like skill shows up and like all kinds of different levels of compete show up. And it's just like, I don't, uh, like, I just expect him to be a much bigger presence on this roster than he's been so far. Um, sh- taking time to get used to the market fuck buddy it's christmas i it's just he he hasn't been doing great lately and the whole time really just kind of underwhelming and i just kind of expected more but uh you know fingers crossed that he picks it up and 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 does more than pull his weight around here yeah i i'm ready to give this guy a pass a lot of the newcomers a pass until uh the playoffs like i think these guys were brought in to be playoff performers regular season what i always say who gives a fuck about the regular season i know you hate that but it is what it is um i I think there's been some moments for guys like domi and guys like bertuzzi and um some guys in the back end but I mean, it, I mean, the big story has been John Klingberg. I mean, he's off to Robida Island. Uh, it's good. It's getting kind of cold here in Canada. You're in Alberta. I'm in Ontario, so it's cold. I mean, this guy's wearing board shorts on the beach, a beater on. Like he's living life with a daiquiri in hand, probably right now. That's great. <laughs> Klinger. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I, yeah. I bet you he's got a bunch of doctor's appointments and second opinions and specialists, yeah. and he's pulling his I hair bet. out. Is this my last year? How do I go on LTIR in November when I just signed with the team trying to resurrect <laughs> my career? I bet you he's a little more stressed out, Nick, but uh, daiquiri, on the, yeah, daiquiri right. by the pool right. and board shorts. I mean, maybe if he gets some time at the hotel in between specialists, he can grab himself a little sun, fun sun time maybe. Hey, we even got a, a recent Jake Muzzin sighting. We we got a Matt Murray sighting. They're all together. They're all kumbaya. It's the holiday season, man. They're back from the island with a tan, too. <laughs> That's good. I hope they are, man. I miss Muzzin, dude. Like, when we lost him, it was early last year. Like, what month did it happen? It seemed to be very, very early. It was November. Yeah, yeah. and it was like, God. Like, I and I didn't even fully, like appreciate how much we needed him at the time we just started the podcast and i was really i'd always watch the leafs and my kid was falling in love with the leafs so we'd put the game on but as far as following it the way you do when you when we do this leafs morning take it it wasn't even close and looking back i'm like jesus i didn't realize how devastating that was and to have him and his caliber of of play and style of play on the back end right now fuck we're missing that but i hope we can uh i hope we can replace it sooner than later yeah, the deadline, of course, March eighth. Uh, why don't we get into some questions now? Can I, I grab a Can I grab a Christmas like... a Christmas bevy? Might as well. Right I mean, might as well grab the bevy because uh, this has been Rosie's big thing. As I let him do his thing, like this has been this big thing. He wants to answer these questions. We have prompted people for a couple days for these questions, and Rosie just keeps asking, "Are you going to drink? Are you going to drink? Are you going to drink?" So you got your drink now. There you go. Yeah, well, my daughter's hockey team was selling raffles to, um, I don't know how many, I think there's like 24 days of... Wait, wait, you have a daughter? What did I say, daughter? I meant to say niece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, what, when did you get a daughter? Oh, babe. Are you junk already? <laughs> You've been keeping her pretty quiet. <laughs> no, it's uh, my niece. She's selling um, like 24 days of Christmas through her U11 uh, girls okay. hockey team that's just lights out in, in town these days. Talk of the town, Bailey Boo. But 24 yeah. beers come, craft beers, and they're all local. So this is uh, Death Wave Sea Change Brewing, made in Alberta. doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I mean, tis the season. We're doing a Christmas show. I'm going to break into my, my, Christmas, my Christmas craft beer advent calendar is what it is. 
Okay, well, call us. We're, we're always looking for sponsorship. And uh, nice display there by Rosie to have his first sip. Ready for the first question? I, I think so. This is from Blaine. My question is for Rosie. Well, who else would it be for? Uh, although we did say we're going to do a whole thing with Hudson, Stewie, and technology Which we took did. over. Being a Maple Leaf, uh, can you explain your emotions and how you felt when you fought against Colton Orr when you were on the Flyers? You scrapped and had a big dust-up after you hammered Mark Fraser. <laughs> ah, how did I feel? Fuck. Great. Yeah, you, you don't feel bad, man. It's um. <laughs> so that was my first game as a Flyer. And it was against Toronto in Toronto. I'm playing for my second team. And I was, you know, trying to make an impact with the Philadelphia Flyers. So I'm running around hitting guys. And Orzy's still there. And I had kind of, they were doing a breakout. And I was going against the grain on, uh, Orzy was on right wing. I'm on left wing. So we're meeting up at the boards. And I, I thought the puck was coming to him. So I was going to finish him. And then he kind of let it bypass. So I just kind of like, I didn't even clip him, but just kind of like zing buzzed him. But he realized that if he touched that puck, I was I was probably gonna fucking run him. And he didn't like that. And I turned around, his shit was off, and he was chucking. So we had a a spirited scrap, and I ducked two of his big right hand bombs. Man, you want to stay away from Orzy's right hand. Um, there's a picture in the training room. I think I've mentioned it of his X-ray, and it's just like plate, pin, screw, bar, and I'm like, oh my. God. God, like that's what happens when you throw that hard. And he's that that right hand's a weapon. It always has been. I remember when he came into the league, like New York and Boston and his career. So I'm like, now I'm playing against him. He's throwing a, a duck two bombs and I threw this left. And it's kind of hard to catch on the video, but it it just hit him on the button and he just and all of a sudden we're on the ground and we're done. And I was like, oh good, like fuck, okay. That's uh and then usually because you know him, I'm like, that a boy Orzy, that a boy Orzy, and he starts giving me the F you, like he's mad, and I'm like, what the hell? Um and then he was just caught up with excitement. We caught up later and afterwards and his dad even texted me and stuff and was like, Hey man, cause I said, cause they were asking me about it. Like, how about your, your, uh, your former teammate F you and you, and you're getting into the bench. And I just downplayed. I was like, I know Orzy. It's no big deal. He's a great, you know, when I came into the league, man, he could have been a prick to me. He was the complete opposite. And, uh, he took yeah. me under his wing and we, we did stuff in practice and talked about shit during our like warm up before games. I'm like, man, this is nice to have Orzy in your corner, obviously. So, and he handled all the heavyweights while I was making my way up the, the, the rankings there. So yeah, it was an interesting game. I ended up scoring that game. It was just a fluky goal. And I got the game winner, my first game for the flyers against the Leafs in Toronto and fought Orzy. So that's gotta be, that's the highlight of my career without doubt. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. You've told that story on the podcast before. I remember way back when I had a media pass to a Leafs game uh, in Buffalo and I saw Orzy like on the bike. I think it was before the game. This guy's upper half was ridiculous. Like he, I don't know, he just looks so like he, he looks so menacing. And it was like sort of I saw him like bits and pieces behind a curtain. <laughs> I was like peeping. I was like peeping Tom. But dude, I saw him like this guy's huge. You see him with his, huge. Him with his armor off. Yeah, dude, like his chest. His chest is about this wide. Like he's got a <laughs> barrel massive. chest. Like he, he, yeah. he Mr. Ben, I'm the opposite. Like I don't have a big chest, but my arms are this long. So bench press to me is just like, good Lord. Yeah. Like I got to put this thing to the roof, but then those guys with those barrel chests and, and boom, 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 boom. He's like built for bench yeah, press. And his legs are fucking yeah. massive too. Like, or is he's yeah. a beast man? And, uh, yeah. I, uh, I hope he's doing well. It's hard to stay in touch. He's a little bit, uh, likes to keep to himself, but we've, we've reached yeah. out about the pod and he's kind of. Not totally into it, but we're going to keep working on Orzy Boy. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, we, we have seen all your messages in the chat throughout the season. We have been working on Colton Orr one day, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed. I know he's coaching now, um, and I interviewed him a couple years back, actually, for my uh, podcast, now defunct podcast called Unmuzzled. So hopefully one day we get Colton Orr on. Uh, Jim AK at Semcast in the chat. What's better, Christmas, Thanksgiving, or the Super Bowl? I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go with Christmas. Thanksgiving's nothing in Canada. It means nothing. The U.S. one's not big here either, and I'm not a big football guy, so it's easily Christmas. How about well, you? obviously, you're not paying attention, Nick, because Thanksgiving is a time to stop and give thanks for the things that you have. And remember, the pilgrims... I give thanks for you, buddy. Taking land or something. Yeah, okay, you too, buddy. Uh, to me, no-brainer as well. <laughs> I do appreciate how the Americans do up Thanksgiving so big. To me, it's late in the season. If I wish they would do it 
the when we do it because then it kind of like breaks up the winter and it's something to look forward to in the winter but jesus that's like the biggest travel day of the year in the states they will yeah. fly across the country to be there for thanksgiving and we're just like yeah like someone's gonna throw a turkey on it's not a huge deal um and then super bowl is obviously fun i like to throw some cash on i love the team parties when i was on a team um seeing who's mm-hmm. throwing a party great but nothing beats christmas man not even close brock uh hey fellas merry christmas and happy holidays I play puck in a few leagues, and around the holidays, we always try to do a Christmas gift exchange. Just wondering if the boys do any secret Santa-type stuff, and if so, what's the best gift you've given and or received? I'll default to you. I really haven't done that shit, I'll be honest. I've got nothing, man. I've got nothing. Okay. Can we cut that? Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, Vic, cut it. Vic, cut it. Remember this spot, Vic, cut it. Um Shot caller. That's his alias name. He won't go by his real name. Understandably so when you hear this question. Have you guys ever been on a team where a teammate crossed the line with a fellow player's woman slash wife, etc.? Oh, dear. Um, no, I haven't. I know there's a story out there where a guy was uh, staying home when he is injured while the team went on the road. And somehow he comes across a guy's wife. They fall in love somehow and end up married. And they're married to this day. And the guy's actually a good guy. But that's just a horrific story. And, you know, true love or not, how do you even get close enough to a guy's wife to realize that you're in love? I just, that's not a good look. But... Whew, it's time for me to get something off my chest here. Um, <laughs> when we were playing in, uh, I was playing in Minnesota, Duluth in college, and I was 19 years old. I just left my hometown. I grew up in my hometown, played junior there, went to high school there. And in a small town, there's like 6,000 people there. Like in the high school, a guy's dating this guy, and then someone else dates her, and guys dated my sister, and guys dated my ex girlfriend. And it was just kind of like, as long as no one's with her, you know, there's not, everyone's going to kind of overlap here and there. And I get down to Minnesota, and, um, guys had had kind of girlfriends in the year or whatever and then they're broken up for a bunch and then you know i end up making out with one of them at a party or this or that and they hear about it and i think i was like this bad guy on the team like what the hell are you doing and at the time i'm like geez dude you literally weren't even dating and then like looking back now i'm like rosie you fucking idiot like you're making out with some dude's girl or whatever and and they were just on a we were on a break so i don't know shout out to anyone at duluth if i made out with uh uh an X ears or something. It's the small town farm boy in me. I just didn't get it, but I get it now. <laughs> Was there a bit of tongue in there too, or probably man, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I, I mean, I love that you brought it to the forefront. You, you, you cleared the air like 20 years later. That's good. Been on my uh, chest for a long time and it feels freeing. <laughs> this is the platform. This is the platform to do that. So appreciate that. We got, uh, Two questions it is. We got two questions from Mr. P-Mail Bacon oh, in the him. chat. Uh, uh, we do. Big time supporter of the show. We love you, man. Uh, did you ever take part in a bar fight when you were in the show? Yeah. Probably several of them, eh? Yeah, yeah there was a... I don't know what's the deal with talking about this As a leaf? Shit. Did it no, happen? as a flyer. Um, there was... Um, we're at this bar doing our thing and like everyone was there. You're on the road. It was one of those things where everyone's out and we had a day off the next day, like green light and we're out there. And I mean, fuck, I get it. 20 flyers walk into the bar and kind of take over. Right. And the other dudes are kind of like, what the fuck is this? So whatever, but pretty late in the night. And I was just kind of, you know, at the time where I should probably be going home and all I just remember standing and someone talking to me and me being like friendly and then not realizing the guy's mad and then someone else trying to pull him back. And then all of a sudden I'm I'm like looking at the roof laying on the stairs. So I'm like, oh boy, and I scramble up and then when I get up, it's just mayhem. And we all kind of like gather and get the hell outside. And then a certain goaltender that's known to be very tough tuned a guy and i mean tuned a guy in was he a boxer was he a boxer he enjoyed boxing yes he enjoyed fighting heavyweights in the show and other goaltenders and rest in peace he's no longer with us but tuned this fucking guy up ray emery did and uh outside on the sidewalk and then i remember like we all got the hell out of there kind of thing like you know you you can't stick around be an idiot but took care of business when it needed to happen and i remember waking up in the in the hotel room and my my pillows covered in blood because i had a nice little 
Aww. nice little hole in the back of my head from i guess you could call it getting i don't know if, i don't think i got ko'd but i i've never been ko'd in my life <laughs> i guess i don't have to knock on wood anymore but he definitely just yeah <laughs> laid me off my feet so yeah that's not very pleasant i stayed away from bar fights for good reason did it did it ever did that store ever see the light of day in philadelphia nope, nothing, like uh, that would nothing me, never like, it was in da- it was in dallas so um, if that happens okay. in Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, anywhere, the big done. market, even Chicago, no, but Dallas, it, it kind of got swept under the rug and we just got the hell out of there before anything got too, uh, too out of control. That's scary, man. I don't know. That, that, that sort of worried me the most, uh, especially if you're a pro athlete is like who has it on video. But luckily that was a time where like phones were just like getting into the equation. No? Yeah, they were there, but not as much as yeah. now, um, for now sure. it's like, fuck you go anywhere, dude. Like I'll go out on King Street West in Toronto. Something will happen. Somebody's got their phone out. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous. It is, and it's I like, mean, for that reason as well, just so many reasons to stay out of bar fights. I mean, you try to tell kids like, yeah, there is a difference between fighting and hockey. If you you know you got to be oh, yeah. junior age yeah. to even think about really fighting. If you ask me, and then you know doing it outside playground bars it, there's just no room for it there's no there's no boundaries you don't know who you're messing with like so many bad things come out of it I, i'm lucky i was pretty good at staying away from that stuff growing up i actually my brother was worse than me i ended up getting in a few just because of his antics but um just stay away from that shit there's nothing good that can come with it i always was kind of like thankfully never like a mad a mad drunk i was just a happy a happy guy so i was always trying to keep yeah. the peace and whatnot but if push came to shove i'd drop the hammer as well but stay away from that stuff kids there's nothing good that comes out of scrapping on the on the bars in the streets and all that shit i can attest you're a happy drunk i don't know if you recall this but in edmonton last year i think it was when did i come in like march or whatever we were at the bar and we ran into devon shore remember devon shore do you remember that <laughs> you don't know we ran into devon shore at the bar who played for the oilers last year but it was more so like his buddy's his buddy's wife was like oh i do remember that she she was just like being like a karen like you literally did nothing wrong and i was bombed don't get me but she was just being a karen and i you you diffuse the situation i was a bit stunned at that i thought you were gonna go fucking somebody (laughs) not her obviously but no i'm totally a peacemaker i think her friend was like puking or something and you were trying to help out you're like i'm a uh you know i'm a first aid guy like blah 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 and she didn't want any part of it. She's like, no, no, I know what to do. And you're like, I know what to do too. Uh, I was like, oh. Well, sitting around waiting, Florida, sitting around waiting for an Uber, right? usually nothing good happens from that. But I do remember talking yeah. to uh, them one, just thinking they were so young, man. Just thinking they're so young. And But shit, yeah. we all, we've all yeah. been there. Good thing we don't go out. Dude, as much. I just remember you running like David Hasselhoff down the street. I don't know where you're going to get shawarma or something, man. You were fucking running. I like to buzz. I like to buzz. Yeah. Yeah, you were buzzing, and we're looking forward to All-Star Weekend. By the way, we have some big plans for All-Star Weekend, so if you guys out there can join us, uh, let us know, and we'll let you know of some details as we move forward to All-Star Weekend. Who were some of the inspirational figures in your lives, or in your life, because nobody inspired me to be a broadcaster, although maybe Bob Cole did, but who helped you get to the show? Um, you know, obviously you get, you go to your parents first and foremost, they're the ones bringing you to the rink every day, um, paying the money and putting in the time and absolutely them for sure. Then my brother, you know, I played kind of followed him along cause he's older than me, um, played junior with him and, um, you know, it was nice to have someone to kind of look up to and, and be older and kind of clear the path for you. And then, um, you know, I had a, I had a coach named Brett Cox. He coached me at the old Grizzlies and, um, he was just, he let me play my game. He said that, you know, I was a bit out of control at that time and a defenseman that would like chase his own dumps and stuff like that. And he said, I'd rather have to pull back on the reins than have to crack the whip. And, uh, I think that's the reason that I even got drafted that, um, that I was able to play pro and that I came into my own playing my own way and, and not really trying to be something that I wasn't. So yeah, a lot of credit goes to him as well. And he was, he, he got a lot of guys scholarship. He was working the phones and sending videos and, and trying to get you guys scholarships and, and help get me drafted and everything like that. So he was definitely there and him and his brother and dad do like this, this, uh, trip every year where they go see MLB games or NHL games and all over the country. And he came down to Philly and we got them some tickets and then we were able to go out, uh, afterwards. And he's sitting at the same table with Claude Giroux and G was kind enough to like bullshit him. And it just made his dad was getting pretty old at the time and made kind of their trip. It was pretty special to give back like that, but those coaches along the way are pretty special. Bubs 1981 writes in, who were some of the heavy metal guys in your locker room? Do the least need some aggressive music to make that fucking room a killer? I don't know if music's going to do it for this team. <laughs> 
in that team? Fuck, I don't know. It's always the famous Scotty quote Arnold? that when Dion Phaneuf got <laughs> traded to our yeah. team, it was like all over the media. They still talk about it now. <laughs> oh, he walked up and he put the music on. It's like, Jesus Christ, who cares? But he's a music guy, and me and him actually have really uh, similar taste, like going back to weird 90s stuff and some alternative stuff, like uh, just – yeah, stuff that's known, but like you wouldn't really, it's hard to find another guy that's so dialed, but his playlist was very similar to mine. And he liked running the music and he'd walk in and, and at, at day one, he's introducing himself. And then he's like, well, let's get a little vibe going in this room. And he throws his fucking phone on big deal. So then the next day, Berkey's like, I love how he comes in. He's a leader. He just walks in and fucking turns the music on. So then the whole goddamn media city just jails to that, that he threw music on at the time. I was like, that was so minor and insignificant but uh you know it's funny it's always a battle on who runs the music in the room and we used to have uh country and western wednesdays where we'd have guys like from the city (laughs) a couple guys like uh well your boy like emerson edom and um yeah he's been on the show my brain is absolutely going Devo, uh, Devonte Smith, yeah, Pelly, yeah. uh, yeah. him and Edom kind of hated country, but we're like, well, we're not listening to fucking one genre. So we'll break it up when we had country Western Wednesdays, but yeah, the, the locker room's fun, man. Oh, I could, I could only imagine what it's like. And yeah, I still remember that story. Like it was yesterday. Next time we have Berkey on, I, I got to ask him about that. I think I would make a good, good clip for the show. It's just like, did you overblow that Berkey? Did you overblow the whole fucking Dion Phaneuf thing? No, the media. That's the one did. thing you remember from the uh, Dion Phaneuf era was the way he walked into that room and the leadership, and he he grabbed the C by the horns. Uh, last question to Tristan: Was there a particular joke or pickup line, etc., that stands out from your playing days? A, I think hockey players just say, "Hey, I'm in the show," and then they go home. With the girl, <laughs> a joke right? or a pickup <laughs> line? No, I was pretty locked down through most of uh, of my playing oh. days or some early stuff. No, I didn't do pickup lines. Honestly, just um, if you make them laugh and you be yourself and you're not trying yeah. too hard. Anytime I was like trying, trying, trying. Because like if you're out on the prowl, it's so obviously you just reek like desperation. You're talking to every girl in the bar and blah, blah, blah. blah and you're, you're just trying so yeah. much to like meet some girl and you're like out there to do that. It's so obvious and it's probably a big turnoff to girls. But the problem is when I was not doing that, I was with someone and not looking for anyone. So I was just myself and being silly and not really paying attention to anyone. And then all of a sudden you get these girls coming and you're like, God damn it, get out of here. But uh, bigger problems in the world than that, I guess. That's fair. Uh, producer Vic writes in, Nick, you should give us your best pickup line. Mm. Simple. How much does a polar bear weigh? Enough to break the ice. Enough to break the ice. Hi, my name's As Nick. As if nice you, you use know. that. I don't fucking use that, dude. I don't use anything. I don't wheel, man. I'm just uh, focusing on God these days. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior, I've never known you to be religious. I, uh, yeah, me and Rosie have been out a couple of times. We just hang out, have a couple of drinks, and then call it a night, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's what you want to call it. Vic says you need God. Vic tells me I need God. Well, he was. He used to run with you. Apparently, you were there when you met his. When he met his fiance. I hope you didn't say anything that you couldn't uh, unsay, since she's going to be around for a while. No, no, no. It's it's uh, again. Everybody's got that theme. That link to me is like my favorite bar in Toronto, King Street West. Uh, two cats. I brought you. I brought your brother, obviously, with us. Uh, Vicky and Vicky met his uh, fiance there. So, full circle here on the show, Rosie. Sounds like that's the place to go to find love if uh, if the record states that we've already got one nuptials in place. So uh, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe I'll find the love of my life at Two Cats one day. But Rosie, I think it's time to turn things over to the feature presentation, although I think you've been pretty damn good. But uh, we had a chance to catch up with Easton Cowan. Uh, why don't you tee that up for us and we'll throw to it. Yeah, Easton Cowan, young kid, made a lot of noise in training camp this year. Uh, our first pick in June, we talked to him about you know the last six months being a whirlwind for him. He goes from first rounder to the Leafs to having a, a smashing camp where he made a lot of noise and a name for himself. And now he's at the World Junior Tournament. So... As busy as they are, he was kind enough to let us catch up with them. Hope you enjoy. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The interview. Down in Sweden. Uh, give us a lay of the land. What's it been like over there? Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, my first time overseas, so... Uh, you know, great city. We're in here. We're in uh, Malmo, Sweden right now, and tomorrow we will end up in Gothenburg. So pretty excited to get down there and a couple more exhibition games left. But like I said, on a real spot here and uh, nothing but great treatment. I believe it, dude. Uh, take us through the last six months. I mean, drafted the first round of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You go and have the camp that you had, and now you're doing the World Junior Tournament. I mean, what a whirlwind for you, man. It's uh, It's got to be exciting. Yeah, it's been unreal. Uh, obviously, you know, crazy six months but uh you know just got to keep working hard day you know i'm taking it day by day and uh you know staying positive and just trying to work on my game and you know be a good person each and every day and good things will come so i think that models you know that me going by that each and every day it's been helping me a lot but like i said still don't not all of it really sits in and it's still kind of surreal I was going to ask you, like, do you pinch yourself on a daily basis? You talk about like career and life milestones in the last six months, you know, just including that, like, I mean, getting drafted, uh, you know, playing in the preseason, your first camp, making the world Jays. I mean, where, where does this rank playing in the world junior to you? Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest things. Uh, if not the biggest, uh, you know, every kid dreams to play for team Canada and, you know, to be doing it overseas is pretty cool. And obviously you know, everyone on this team just wants to win. Everyone in this tournament wants to win. So it's going to be competitive. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting the tournament starting there on Boxing Day. But, uh, yeah, well, like I said, we're, we're all pumped here and we're ready to get started. You guys doing some pre-scouting and some video and that type of thing. What's the what's the process and who do you see as your biggest uh, opponent over there? I mean, a lot of good teams, obviously, but you got to think there's some, some firepower over there with the certain countries. Yeah, uh, like you said, every, everyone's a good team. You know, top players in the world here. And, uh everyone can play so just kind of you know taking it game by game and no matter who you play you know you just gotta give it your all especially since we're Canada you know they're always going to be coming hard at us so uh I don't you know I haven't really looked into too much to that I think we're just taking it day by day and uh whatever game we got next we'll focus on that team you just mentioned uh you know where this achievement uh lands in your career uh can you take us back to the moment you found out you were on team Canada you were headed to Sweden yeah, I was a bit nervous. Obviously, Mince there was my roommate. And he was a lock, so uh, he was calming me down a bit, but I was really nervous and, you know, shaking the bed. And, you know, obviously, you really want to make it. And I didn't have the greatest camp, but, you know, it was great to hear, you know, I made the team and knocked on my door. And to hear that I made the team and that they trust me, it, you know, it's something special. And, uh, you know, you just got to keep getting better. You know, when you're here, it's, you know, you're still trout. You know, you still want to play. You still want to get out there, get your ice time. And uh, you want to help the team win as much as you can. So, uh, each and every day you're evaluated no matter uh, even if you make the team you know you're still evaluated so uh, it's been pretty cool and uh, it's kind of got that you know NHL vibe around here lots of guys have played games so just like having you know showing up every day and competing it's been huge speaking of that Fraser Minton is that nice to you know you're going through that process it's got to be a little bit you know intimidating yeah lots happening and to have a guy like Minton beside you you're pretty familiar with is that uh is that nice to go through that process with someone that uh that you know a little bit yeah it's good he's a great guy and you know he's a good role model for me and you know he played a couple games in the NHL and you know he just got traded to a good team in the Dubs. so uh it's been pretty cool to go through all this with him and uh like I said he's a great guy and uh, you guys can see he's a great player too. 
Yeah, you got to peel back the curtain. So we had Minson about a, a month and a half ago, exceptional kid. Like, I think right after he came back from the Maple Leafs. Like, what is Click since day one? That is a budding bromance. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I think both of us, you know, just having that work work ethic, you know, you want to keep getting better each and every day and the positivity. And, uh, you know, he was going to bed early, waking up early, <laughs> kind of got me in that. So uh, just being a pro, like trying to be like him, you know, he reads, you know, stuff like that. That little stuff, you know, makes him – uh, how good he is and separates him from others so just trying to copy him obviously like you know try to model you know how he plays that 200 foot game you know he's got a good stick but you know he scores too just trying to you know model your game after him bed you know uh you know get that good stick like him and just little things like that even though he is just a year older than me you know you can still learn lots from him so being over there what's the schedule like are you guys just full out full schedule or do you get a little bit of downtime imagine being in sweden there's some distractions out there for young <laughs> fellas like yourself uh, i think just uh sticking to you know hockey and all that and you know getting your meals dialed in meetings and all that and uh, obviously you know we practice you know mid-afternoon two-ish but you know lots of meetings power play penalty kill five and five and you know, watching other teams, you know, just trying to get better each and every day that the team has. So uh, we get some free time at night. You know, you get to walk around the city, uh, walk down near the ocean with Minson Rakoff there last night. So that was cool. And going to the mall, shopping a bit. And, uh, yeah, even, you know, getting to Gothenburg. I hear there's some good malls and, you know, it's a great Christmas spot. And I'm a big Christmas guy, so I'm excited to get down there. Great to hear. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to Funshaw College back in the day. So I know how big the London Knights are in the city of London. I'm not sure if you've ever been asked this question. Playing at Budweiser Gardens, do you think that benefits you in the long run, knowing that you're getting 10000 a night uh, in that building? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, you know, Toronto's media is kind of crazy. So yes. having that, you know, London media, it's kind of like the, you know, London's, you know, the Toronto, yeah. the you know, OHL. So just having that, you know, background there helps me a lot. I'm playing in front of a thousand or 10,000 fans each and every night, you know, it helps you. And uh, then when you get into the preseason game, you're kind of used to how many fans there are and, you know, coming here, you know, the whole world's watching. So I think it helps you a lot and uh, you're really fortunate to play in London there. So you talked about Leafs camp. What, what was that experience like? Uh, did you have like a pinch me moment where you're like, holy crap, that's Austin Matthews. That's Sean Tavares. Like, I mean, it had to happen. No. Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, obviously, those are superstars, and uh, but you know it's it's crazy. Uh, they're all great people, and you know they always make time to say hi to you, ask how it's going, and you know be there for you. So that was huge for you know me and uh, Mints too. You know we're young kids coming in there, and everyone talking to you that helps out a lot. But yeah, the, it was the experience was crazy. Uh, you know I thought I was gonna be back for my home opener in London, and you know you missed five games, and everyone's texting you like are you coming back are you coming back I'm like, i'll be coming back don't you worry but uh, yeah it's it was pretty crazy but uh moment you know playing those four games that's huge uh you know it's, it's trying out for world juniors there too you get back to london you're still trying out and i feel, feel like that was you know huge for me especially with the camp that i had there in oakville wasn't my best but you know having that early start to my season uh playing good hockey i think that helped me a lot yeah, I look great in camp, man. Speaking of this uh, tournament coming up, have have you been able to talk to anyone who has a history of playing in the tournament? Some of those guys that, you know, they're Hall of Famers that still talk fondly about the World Junior Tournament. Did you get to uh, get any advice from some of those players from the past? Uh, no one's uh, really, you know, talked to me about advice or any of that. But, you know, a couple, you know, Marner and Tavares texted us, good luck, you know, have fun, represent your country. So just stuff like that goes a long way. And uh, you know, you're, you're watching, you know, before I got on here, I was watching the Sweden versus USA uh, pre-tournament game and it starts to, you know, starts to really hit home that you're going to play in this tournament. And, you know, all my buddies are texting me and family, uh, they're getting ready to watch. So uh, I'm pumped, you know, put on that jersey yesterday and, you know, a small town here in almost Sweden, uh, you know, starts to hit home and, you know, you can't even think how much people will be watching Boxing Day. So uh, we're all excited, you know, we're already tight here as a team, but you know, we're going to keep getting tighter, keep getting, you know, those bonds and we'll be a good team. I think, man, as soon as I see that TSN graphic and then boop, 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 like, you know, it's world junior season. I'll leave you with this. Uh, my lasting memory of the world Jays was actually, I was in attendance for it. The Ivory league goal back in the day. Um, is there a world junior memory that sticks out for you, Easton? Yeah, I've always said this one, uh, 2020, uh, in check there. Uh, obviously Dale was coaching there and well, Keel Thomas, you know, pulled it back to his yeah. back and roofed it, made a four, three. That was uh, pretty cool. I remember watching that and, you know, obviously he didn't play a ton and uh, not a lot of points, but you know, just those little factors on each team helps the team a lot. So 
uh, you know, everyone who's dressing, everyone who's out there, everyone's using this organization, uh, you know, we all come together and that's what it takes to win. So we're looking to do that. There's no doubt you're going to make us proud, man. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for doing this. Enjoy it. Okay, there you have it, Easton Cowan. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, great lettuce on that kid, by the way, eh, Rosie? Yeah, he was tossing it around a little bit. All those kids, man. He that, was a little flippy. He yeah. doesn't. He, I gotta, I gotta uh, backtrack. He doesn't look as young, although he does. But I mean, that picture of uh, of him and Minton on the on the plane, <laughs> I was like, does this make a Wish Foundation or what? But in person, he's he he looks his age. He looks his age. Nice kid. Yeah, he's an absolute stud, and uh, we're eager and anticipating his NHL debut. Maybe it comes uh, in the fall time, but doing great things with London Knights. Going to do great things, no doubt about it, with Team Canada, and so thankful to Team Canada for setting that up as well. So this is the part where we thank everybody, right? At the Leafs Nation 401, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, what else do you want to add, Rosie? No, thanks for following. I mean, our numbers, we got people following yeah. and mentioning that they like the show. And I mean, we just do it because, you know, we enjoy the Leafs. We like talking about it. And it's it's just not possible if people don't watch. So thanks so much for the interaction in the chats, the questions that come by and for watching every day. Uh, you know, we're banging five of these out a week. And, and it's because we're, uh, we're part of Leafs Nation. And we appreciate uh, you guys that are part of it as well, giving us a chance to get in the space. And, you know, sky's the limit from here. Happy holidays to everyone. We can't wait to get back uh, for the rest of the season. Very well said. And uh, I want to add as well, many thanks to Anthony Stewart and Carter Hutton for their help throughout this season. Producer Aaron and producer Vic, who's now on board with us. So that's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.